Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish has upset Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame, 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com. The free WSBT radio app. Big time budgets. Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Well, we are three days removed from Notre Dame's regular season finale, the win over Stanford, 56-23. And just like yesterday, a very newsy day involving this Fighting Irish football program. We welcome you to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on this Tuesday, November the 28th of 2023. My name is Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with me on this Tuesday evening. We have 90 minutes of Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat coming your way. Only 90 minutes tonight because the Notre Dame basketball team is in action. In the ACC-SEC Challenge, Notre Dame will play their first true road game of the season at South Carolina. 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 free game right here on WSBT Radio. So I'll be with you until 6.30 tonight. We're going to talk all things Notre Dame football, including some breaking news that we found out about earlier this afternoon. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, will join me right around 6.05 to talk Notre Dame football recruiting. And I asked him about the breaking news of the day, which was this all started with footballscoop.com. John Bryce came out with the report first that Notre Dame had parted ways with wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey. This report has been confirmed by my colleagues who work with me here on Sportsbeat at InsideIndieSports.com and Blue and Gold Illustrated. As I check my email one more time as we get the show started, Notre Dame has not released a statement on this story. 
So we do not have Notre Dame's confirmation that this story is reality. But according to footballscoop.com, again, confirmed by blueandgold.com and insideindiesports.com, Notre Dame will have a brand-new wide receiver coach in 2024. A lot to cover here. And I think the best way to start is to go back to yesterday's Marcus Freeman Zoom press conference when he was asked if he expected any changes to the Notre Dame coaching staff. I have a, a strong belief in the coaches that we have in this football program and, and would love all of them to be back. There's, there's obviously places that we have to improve on all three phases, and um, the coaches understand that and uh, definitely are up for the challenge. But um, the thing I've learned in this short time as, as head coach is that consistency is so important. Um, you know, I looked at where we were last year defensively at the end of the season to where we are now. Um, yes, the personnel continues to improve, but the the consistency in what we're doing, um, the consistency in our coaching staff, I think truly impacts the performance. And um, that's why we've been able to improve so much on the defense side of the ball. And, and as I look at as our offensive side of the ball, you know, this is the first year for this group to be together. And um, I've seen a lot of bright spots in, in places that we have to improve. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is I told Coach Parker and the staff is that, you know, we have to improve our performance, especially those big games versus good defenses, because um, those are the type of teams that we have to find a way to beat if we want to be a championship program. And so. So Marcus Freeman yesterday stressed the importance of consistency to his coaching staff and even referenced Going back to his first year at Cincinnati as defensive coordinator, they were 94th in total defense, and he was appreciative that Luke Fickle did not make a change, and Cincinnati ended up having a fantastic defense the next year. So we heard a lot about consistency within the coaching staff yesterday. So here we are 24 hours later, and as it is being described – again, by non-University of Notre Dame people, a parting of ways, which means that a change has been made by Notre Dame, and they're now looking for a new wide receiver coach. So what happened in 24 hours? It's hard to say. It really is. I had Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated as a guest already scheduled for today before the news came out. And we pre-recorded an interview earlier this afternoon. And you're going to hear the complete interview talking Notre Dame football recruiting and how this affects Notre Dame football recruiting with Chancey Stuckey now no longer a part of this coaching staff. Again, reportedly, I got to continue to say reportedly until Notre Dame comes out with a statement of their own in regards to this situation. And I will say that footballscoop.com, who had it first, reached out to Chancey Stuckey for a comment, and he declined comment. So I would think if Chancey left on his own, he would be like, yep, I decided to walk away. That would be my assumption after all these years in this business. But going back to Mike Singer, I asked him for his reaction to Chancey Stuckey departing this Notre Dame football program, again, described as parting of ways. 
what was his reaction, any thoughts to what might have happened. And this is what Mike told me just a little bit ago. I don't know what you want to call it, but the, the rumors, the gossip, the scuttlebutt from behind the scenes, maybe it was something that was kind of um, snowballing in, in the past few weeks. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, it's just in the past, you know, 24 hours or, or 48 hours or so um, that uh, I, I think there was kind of a tipping point. Because, I mean, Marcus Freeman said in his press conference Monday afternoon that he intended to keep all of his coaches um, or, or, you know, paraphrased, people are really dissecting what he said there. But the gist was that he made it seem like he wanted his coaches to stay there. Um, and then the next day, that's obviously not the case. So there's two ways to look at it. Either Freeman was lying and he knew what was about to happen or something did occur since Freeman said those comments. And I don't know if, like, it's, I think it might be a little bit of both. You know, truth is usually lies somewhere in the middle, Darren. So um, I, I can't say with 100% certainty what happened, um, but I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that there was just, you know, kind of like a, a, a butting of heads. Um, and I think it was just kind of the, the, the time to move off of, of Stucky. Okay, so that was Mike Singer's opinion from Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com, my complete conversation with Mike. In regards to this story and how it affects recruiting, that will air in just about 50 minutes here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is a surprise. I can tell you right now, I didn't hear any buzz about anything like this being possible. So as I say there today, it's a heck of a surprise to me. Now, maybe other people on the beat heard different things, but from my standpoint, I was stunned to hear this news. When you factor in, he is arguably, arguably, one of the best recruiters on the staff. And we've heard Marcus Freeman and Jared Parker praise the way that Chancey Stuckey has developed these young wide receivers. That's why this might be one of the last guys that I would have anticipated to have a parting of ways with the University of Notre Dame. Now, based on a couple of reactions on social media, Caught a lot of people off guard. Jaden Thomas, fighting Irish wide receiver. Someone not recruited by, by I was going to say Jared Parker, excuse me, Chancey Stuckey. He just posted on Twitter a couple of hours ago, M-A-N dot, 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 dot. Man was his response. About an hour later, Rico Flores Jr., someone that was recruited to Notre Dame by Chancey Stuckey, he typed out M-A-N-N dot, 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 dot. So we added an N. Not sure what that means. I'm not hip to all the lingo. Maybe that's just adding on to what Thomas wrote. But based on their reactions, it must have been a surprise to them, the news that reportedly Chancey Stuckey is out as Notre Dame wide receiver coach. Again, I don't think those two individuals would put that out on social media if there wasn't something to put out on social media. So those two guys within the program, you can tell by their reaction on social media, they did not see this coming. So what does this mean for Notre Dame football recruiting? And I think you're probably wondering, what about the class of 2024 that is going to be signing on the dotted line with Notre Dame in about a month? There are three outstanding wide receivers in this particular class 
recruited and brought to Notre Dame by Coach Stuckey. A guy that is a four or a five star. He's a top 50 player in the country. Wide receiver Cam Williams. You've got Logan Saldate. He's the kid that originally committed to Oregon State. Flipped to Notre Dame, had a magnificent senior year. I know Eric Hansen from InsideIndieSports.com on the program recently talked about how this kid really blew up and had a massive senior season. And he's a candidate for playing time in the slot, if not next year, possibly soon after. And you got Micah Gilbert from North Carolina, another high-end wide receiver in this Chancey Stuckey class. Now, Saldate, I think, for the most part, from what I was told, people reading social media, he seems okay. Gilbert has not said anything on social media. Cam Williams is the big one. This is a guy that's early enrollee, could be a factor right away as an outside wide receiver on next year's football team, a four- or five-star. Cam Williams told rivals when he was asked if this affects his recruiting – And Williams said, quote, no, not at all. It sucks. But I'm at ND for bigger reasons than the staff. So if you're an Irish football fan and you immediately thought of Cam Williams when you heard the news about Chancey Stuckey, apparently, at least as we sit here on Tuesday, November the 28th, about a month before signing day, Cam Williams is still all about Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman has a really good relationship with these players. He's in the process early. Other people within this Notre Dame football program have built relationships with these players. Cam Williams and quarterback recruit C.J. Carr have a great friendship. So there seems to be a lot of good relationships with Cam Williams surrounding his Notre Dame football recruitment that losing his position coach, which can be a big deal in a lot of cases, apparently not so with Cam Williams. In fact, you heard his words, the quote that he gave, Rivals.com, if the Stucky departure affects his recruiting. And he said, no, not at all. So that is really, really good news. So we are not going to have the coaching staff back as – Marcus Freeman had hoped. I mean, let's be realistic. If you follow college football any amount of time, keeping your staff together is extremely difficult in particular when you're at an elite program like Notre Dame, when you want to, you know, grab some of these very talented assistants and possibly promote them. If you're another program, maybe a position coach could become an offensive coordinator, a a defensive coordinator might become a head coach or an NFL coach, whatever the case may be. There's going to be guys that are going to be yanked and pulled, and some of them are going to go, it sounds like. Several guys could have left after last year due to opportunities. But, you know, for the most part, Notre Dame was able to keep that group together. Tommy Reese, of course, the offensive coordinator, went to Alabama. That was a big change to the upper end of the coaching staff. But we'll have to sit back and wait to see. I would imagine a guy like running back coach Dylan McCullough who on one of the national broadcasts was mentioned as one of the best running back coaches in the country, NFL or college, would he have opportunities to become an offensive coordinator if that's what he wants to do? Might he want to go back to the NFL, not have to recruit anymore? That's a possibility. 
You think about Al Golan, we've talked about him. I'm sure his agent is going to get a lot of phone calls and texts and emails from football people around the country, pro and college, to see about his interest moving forward. I mean, he's done a good job. What a great hire by Marcus Freeman and bringing in such a veteran, been there, done that defensive coach, and second year in this system, this football team really blossomed under Al Golden's leadership. So there are guys that are probably going to come and go, but after hearing Marcus Freeman say that he wanted to keep the staff intact, 24 hours later, again, this is not from Notre Dame. This is how it's being described by footballscoop.com and confirmed by blueandgold.com and insideindiesports.com that this was a parting of ways between wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey and the University of Notre Dame. Well, based on the relationship, must have been pretty good between Jaden Thomas, Rico Flores Jr., and Stuckey as they had their reactions on social media. Of course, we know one day ago, a guy not recruited by Chancey Stuckey. In fact, he went from the running back room to the wide receiver room last year. Chris Tyree jumped into the transfer portal. So not only have the Irish lost their top receiving yardage wide receiver from last year, they have lost the guy that was grooming, a guy like Tyree, and also these young wide receivers that many people are believing that they are the solutions to some of the inconsistencies at wide receiver. And I'm one of those people. I think Flores Jr., great house, eventually Braylon James. You know, the young guys you got in the program right now, they got a lot of opportunities they're going to benefit from that, and you'll see a big difference probably in their play early next year. So that's the big news of the day. Reportedly, a parting of ways between Notre Dame and wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey. Again, nothing has been sent out by Notre Dame. No statement, no story, no nothing. Right now, we will just go upon the, the great reporting that is being done as always, on this Notre Dame football beat. And good work by John Bryce of footballscoop.com to snag this story very, very quickly. And again, confirmed by my colleagues at insideindiesports.com and blueandgold.com. So, away we go. It is the silly season for so many reasons. Coaching moves, players entering the transfer portal, Recruiting coming down to the wire to National Signing Day. Players soon will be picking their new destinations through the portal. It's not going to be dull anymore in the offseason. In between the end of the regular season and the bowl games, there is going to be plenty of activity. You used to get a little snoozy. You just focus on, gee, what they do at practice today? They've got those 15 bowl practices to get better for next year. That's kind of like back burner now with all the things that could happen with the transfer portal now in place, signing day in December, and as we know, coaches come and go. 525. I'm Darren Pritchett. More Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat is coming up on your home of the Fighting Irish and tonight's Notre Dame basketball game at South Carolina. Pre-game coverage begins in 65 minutes on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Ball caught, touchdown! 
What a catch on the three-yard line by Jaden Thomas. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Caught on the one-yard line and into the end zone. Tobias Merriweather, first catch of his Notre Dame career, goes for a touchdown from 41 yards out. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Setting up Estevez over the middle, 25-20. He'll score. 10-5. Touchdown, Notre Dame. It is 5:31 on this Tuesday evening. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on 9:60 a.m. WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Again, we're on the air until 6:30 tonight because we have Notre Dame basketball. Sports beat brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend football fans. This Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. Now with three locations serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Bethel University's adult and graduate studies. Visit BethelUniversity.edu slash solid ground for details. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. This holiday season, give the gift of hope to a hungry neighbor. Learn more at BeatIndiana.org. Midland Engineering Company beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Mishawaka Education Foundation granting a better future. And by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for 75 years. Our top story tonight, Chancey Stuckey. It appears no longer the wide receiver coach at the University of Notre Dame. One day after Marcus Freeman stated he wanted to bring back his entire staff. That's his goal. John Bryce of footballscoop.com had it first. In his words, Stuckey and Notre Dame have parted ways. This story has been confirmed by my two colleagues at InsideIndieSports.com and BlueAndGold.com. Again, Notre Dame has not released a statement on this possible developing story. Chancey Stuckey played in the National Football League for five years. Went back to his alma mater, Clemson, as a graduate assistant in 2019. Quickly moved on to become a part of the Baylor staff as an offensive player development personnel with the Bears. And I should say he was at Clemson still in that role. My mistake. Then he went to Baylor in 2021 to begin his coaching career. Quickly was scooped up by Marcus Freeman and for two years was Notre Dame's wide receiver coach. Let's do not forget what an absolute mess wide receiver recruiting was before Chancey Stuckey arrived on this campus. The wide receiver position was in desperate need of bringing in not one, not two, not three. I sound like the Miami Heat way back when. But they needed to bring in basically a brand new wide receiver room. Add a bunch of not only quality wide receivers, but a quantity group of wide receivers that reestablished, hopefully, a major presence in this fighting Irish offense. 
Notre Dame has been known as tight in you, but the wide receiver position slipped under the previous wide receiver coach. And Chancey Stuckey turned it around. Think about what he accomplished in the class of 2023 as he signed three four-star wide receivers, and all of them were ranked in the top 250 players in the country. According to that on three industry ranking that puts together the four big recruiting services and averages the numbers together, he brought in Braylon James, who, interestingly enough, has played the least amount of the three, but was ranked the highest at number 138. You had Jaden Greathouse, the king of the blue goal game, and had a really solid freshman year for the Fighting Irish. He was player number 158 overall. And Rico Flores Jr., who blossomed late in the season, had the big game against Wake Forest. He was player number 240. And again, Flores and Greathouse played a lot in their freshman season. James did not get a whole lot of action, but do not give up on him. People that have seen this kid play says he might be the more talented of the three, and that is not being disrespectful to Flores and Greathouse. And now what we expect in the 24 class, if all goes well, the kid from Illinois, the diamond of maybe these two classes that I'm talking about, is Cam Williams. And he's labeled either a four- or a five-star prospect. And according to that on-three industry ranking, he is the number 26 player in the country regardless of position. He committed to the Irish back on June 29th, 2022. So he has been committed to the Irish for well over a year, almost a year and a half. And this is a kid that could come in and impact not only the depth chart, but a lot of playing time next year. And when you hear the wide receiver coach who's bringing him in, he is leaving the program for whatever reason, you worry about Cam Williams. But again, he told rivals this afternoon when he was asked if Stuckey's parting of ways with Notre Dame affects his recruitment. Williams said, quote, no, not at all. It sucks. But I'm at ND for bigger reasons than the staff. So that should give you a good reason to go, big sigh of relief that Williams is still in the fold. And again, he's got great relationships with other members of the program, recruits in this class, so you feel really good about him. And two other really good players that are right now a part of this class and appear to be going forward in Micah Gilbert and Logan Saldate. So Stucky leaving the program, you talk about a coach that left it so much better than when he arrived, he absolutely did that. So why there is a quote-unquote parting of ways is a big mystery, especially after we heard from the head coach that he wants to bring everybody back. Some might say, well, maybe Marcus wasn't telling the truth. And I don't believe that. I think Marcus is a stand-up guy. When I listen to his press conferences, do I agree with everything that he says? Do I cringe every once in a while? Yes, but I don't believe he sits there and lies to our faces. I just don't think he's that type of individual. And I think he really felt like 
they were going to be back or if there was an issue, it could be worked out. And for whatever reason, if this report is true and we have no reason to believe it's not true, something obviously switched in this whole storyline for this to now be the end result and Stucky is now no longer a part of this Notre Dame football program. I highly doubt, unless Stucky speaks about this, we'll know exactly what happened. But, I mean, come on, something had to have happened because I believe Marcus, what he said yesterday, I don't think he was fibbing to us. So maybe something couldn't be worked out. Maybe there was frustration over something. My gosh, who knows? But it was a big surprise today when we found out this news. So I, we just can't forget the recruiting that Stuckey did. He has turned things around at that position. I think you also have to give Chancey Stuckey a lot of credit for the way Chris Tyree made the adjustment from running back to wide receiver this year. It is not an easy task. And I don't think Tyree is a finished product which is why I'm disappointed he decided to jump into the portal. But I also understand it from this standpoint. When you look at the direction of the Notre Dame offense under our former coordinator, Tommy Reese, and now with Jared Parker, who will go into his second season in 2024 as offensive coordinator, this offense, to me, is defined as as an offense that loves to use 12 and 13 personnel, a running back, two tight ends, a running back, three tight ends. And when you go that route, wide receivers come off the field. And Tyree was a guy that was off the field, you know, quite a bit this season. And if you want to be a wide receiver that has a chance to play in the National Football League, and I don't know if Chris Tyree has that goal. I would assume you're playing at Notre Dame. You probably have the ambition to play at the next level. Maybe he just saw this as a situation where he might be a player more on the field at another institution in a different offense. And I really don't think the way Notre Dame plays is going to change dramatically next year. I would be surprised They have established who they want to be with those personnel packages. Now, of course, they come out with three and four wide receiver looks, empty backfields. I'm not saying that's all they do is the 12 and 13 personnel, but it is a big part of who this Notre Dame offense is. So I'm speculating. I'm just trying to look at it from Chris's standpoint that maybe he thinks there would be more opportunities to be on the field more, which allows you to make more plays and possibly – raise your profile for the individuals evaluating at the next level. I mean, this is a guy that led the team in receiving yards last year, and I know there's some pretty good talent in the slot ready to take over, but I was really hoping Chris Tyree was going to be back because I think he could have been a special player another year at wide receiver. We have saw him in the past make big plays on special teams, the kickoff return at Soldier Field against the Wisconsin Badgers a couple of years ago. He's just a guy that has overcame a lot of obstacles and had a pretty good year this year. I went back through my archives and found Marcus Freeman a couple of weeks ago talking about Chris Tyree 
his work ethic, what he means to the program, and what he might mean to the Irish in 2024. You've heard me use this phrase before. Chris Tyree is a great example of the bumpy road to better, right? And that wasn't how we foresee it on the front end and change the position. And, and even when you change position, it start off good and then you had growing pains and good game, bad game, but he just continues to work at it. And, and now you're making plays in special teams. Uh, man, it is a, a great example of, I want to say resiliency, but even anti-fragile, right? Is a guy that can move positions, have setbacks, and get better because of it. And I think he's still getting better, right? And, and he's a guy I hope that, you know, come back for another year, man. He is uh, just starting to scratch the surface of how good he can be as a wide receiver for our program and a punt returner. Yeah, Coach, I agree with you. I'm on board with your comments there. 26 catches for Tyree this year for – 484 yards, which led the team. This is a good-looking stat here. Every time he caught the football, 18.2 yards per catch and found Paydirt three times this year. I'll miss him. I think he could have been a, a major contributor, but I respect his decision, and I hope he finds greener pastures for his football future in 2024. All right, so a busy last couple of days, my goodness, with Chris Tyree, Zeke Carell, Nano Asafa Mensa yesterday going into the transfer portal. And now today, first reported by footballscoop.com, wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey and the University of Notre Dame have quote-unquote parted ways. We'll get to our Twitter question of the day and more coming up in a couple of moments. Budweiser's weekday sports beat on this Tuesday on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We are streaming live at WSBTradio.com, our WSBT radio app, and a live video feed on the Twitch app. I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Uh, here at Notre Dame, to have a chance to play these kind of teams, you have an opportunity to jump up and, and maybe in some ways be a spoiler. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. We're talking about Stanford. Yeah, if you want to ask me a question about Stanford, I'm all ears. I'll pass. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And most of the football players who chose USC over UCLA because it's easier to spell. It is 549 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday. Sports beat on the air until 6.30. Then we turn things over to Tony Simeone, the voice of the Irish basketball team. Notre Dame at South Carolina in what sure is I'm going to be a riveting ACC-SEC challenge. The ACC Big Ten Challenge is no more. It was something that was constructed for television, in particular ESPN, and ESPN no longer has any rights to any Big Ten team, so adios to that great challenge. This one, eh, SEC basketball's okay, but big drop-off for the competition of the ACC in this particular challenge, and it will be Notre Dame at 5-0 South Carolina tonight, opening tip is at 7 o'clock, 6.30 pregame on WSBT Radio. If you're just turning on the radio or your internet stream or the Twitch app right now, 
The top story today, the reported parting of ways of wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey from the Notre Dame football program. John Bryce, footballscoop.com, had it first confirmed by blueandgold.com and insideindiesports.com. Of course, both of those outlets are a part of this Budweiser's weekday sports beat program. And we'll have Eric Hansen on the program tomorrow, the publisher and editor at insideindiesports.com, to talk about, I mean, a lot of storylines so far this week. And we've got Blue and Gold's recruiting analyst, Mike Singer, joining me at about 6.10 to talk about if the Stucky departure affects Notre Dame football recruiting. So all that coming up either next hour or tomorrow here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on WSBT Radio. Now, what I've picked up, the SEC championship game could affect Notre Dame's bowl destination. From what I understand, you've got Georgia and Alabama playing in Atlanta for the SEC championship Of course, a lot on the line for the college football playoff for these two teams. And it appears that Notre Dame, their bold destination, could be decided by the outcome of the game. Georgia, number one in the college football playoff rankings. They are considered the favorite in this game against Alabama. If Georgia wins, it appears that Notre Dame would go to the ReliQuest Bowl January 1st, maybe to take on... LSU. Now, if Alabama, the considered underdog in this game, pulls off the victory over Georgia, that might drop Notre Dame down to the Pop-Tarts Bowl. The Pop-Tarts Bowl is Thursday, December 28th at 545. The ReliQuest Bowl is Monday, January 1st at noon. Again, ReliQuest Bowl could mean Notre Dame versus LSU. Of course, they've got Brian Kelly, our old coach, our old offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock, our old running back, Logan Diggs, and Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman was asked about the possibility of facing LSU and the family down at the ReliQuest Bowl. Um, You know, the opportunity to play anybody, um, a great team like LSU, a great football program with the history um, that they have, um, you know, obviously the history that, that Brian Kelly has with Notre Dame, um, would be uh, what a great opportunity, you know, for, for anybody we play, um, LSU included, to, the chance to go out there and play um, a quality opponent. And, and uh, we would look forward to, to any opponent we play. And I know there will be some storylines with, with Coach Kelly and the history of Notre Dame. Um, um, and it would probably get a lot of views, you know, but the bowl game is going to be about this football program um, preparing over the next few weeks to – um, to play a tremendous opponent and the chance to go out there and compete and win is something that um, all competitors, especially the ones we have in this program, would look forward to. Some interest, a few views. Woof. Notre Dame, LSU, man, that is a juicy soap opera for a few weeks. I know there's some fans that are interested, but, hey, we're not going to lie in the media. That would be an absolute great few weeks Getting back with our old family down in Baton Rouge, old Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. All right, real quick, let's get to our Twitter question of the day results from yesterday. I asked you on Monday, compared to 2022, the 2023 Notre Dame football team, you fill in the blank. 2% fill in the blank by saying 
This year's team took a step back. Third place in the voting, 12%. The 2023 Notre Dame football team took a small step back. Second of the voting, compared to 22, the 23 Notre Dame football team stayed the same. That got 22%, but winning the vote with the majority, the 23 Notre Dame football team took a small step forward. That got 64% of the vote. We thank you for voting, and you can check out today's question at Twitter X at 960 Sportsbeat. Which is the biggest offensive loss for Notre Dame to the transfer portal? Center Zeke Carell or wide receiver Chris Tyree? Two starters? What do you think? Check it out. Go to my Twitter X account at 960 Sportsbeat and place your vote. And we thank you in advance for taking part in our Twitter X question of the day. All right, we've got a sports update coming up in a couple of moments here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And then Mike Singer talks Notre Dame football recruiting on WSBT South Bend. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. WSBTradio.com. The WSBT radio app. And on Twitch. As Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. Well, the football season never rests around these parts. Football regular season ended a couple of days ago, and we've had nonstop news to talk about. And today we found out, according to footballscoop.com, and I know blueandgoldillustrated.com has confirmed this report that Notre Dame has parted ways with wide receiver coach Chancey Stuckey, a highly successful recruiting wide receiver. But his time in South Bend is reportedly over. So let's bring in Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider at Blue and Gold Illustrated. Read his work at blueandgold.com to get some immediate reaction. Mike, when you heard the news, what came to mind for you? All right. I I know this is probably not the – but what people were thinking I would go with this. But my initial reaction there was, man, does bowl season not mean anything anymore? I mean, these bowl games mean absolutely nothing. If you're not playing for the football or the college football playoff or, you know, maybe even a New Year's Six game. Um, I mean, these, I mean, with all the guys entering the portal and we're, we'll see more guys declare for the draft here soon, the Notre Dame football team that's going to play against possibly and maybe even probably – LSU and Brian Kelly is going to be totally different than uh, what we're going to see or what we just saw this past weekend against Stanford. Um, that was kind of my initial reaction. Was like, yeah, no one really cares about these bowl games anymore. Um, but I was I was shocked. Um, this was not something that I saw coming. Um, and, and kind of hearing some of the, uh, the I don't know what you want to call it the, the the rumors, the gossip, the scuttlebutt from behind the scenes. Maybe it was something that was kind of um, snowballing in, in the past few weeks, um, and uh, I think it's kind of a uh, you know it's just in the past you know 24 hours or, or 48 hours or so um, that uh, I, I think there was kind of a tipping point because I mean Marcus Freeman said in his press conference Monday afternoon that he intended to keep all of his coaches um, or, or you know paraphrase people are really dissecting what he said there, but the gist was that he made it seem like he wanted his coaches to stay there. Um, and then the next day, that's obviously not the case. So 
there's two ways to look at it. Either Freeman was lying and he knew what was about to happen, or something did occur since Freeman said those comments. And I don't know if, like, it's, I think it might be a little bit of both. You know, truth is usually lies somewhere in the middle, Darren. So um, I, I can't say with 100% certainty what happened, um, but I, I feel pretty comfortable in saying that there was just, you know, kind of like a, a, a butting of heads. Um, and I think it was just kind of the, the, the time to move off of, of Stucky. Um, so it's kind of one of those deals that if you're riding with Coach Freeman as Notre Dame's head coach, like just, you know, kind of trust them and, and, and go from here and we'll, we'll see who Notre Dame hires to replace Stucky and, and what that looks like. Um, but uh, overall, pretty surprising news um, for me, Darren. I mean, I was definitely someone who was a, a big supporter of Chance's Stucky yeah. as the recruiting guy at Blue and Gold. Um, I mean, Darren, you want to talk about leaving a place better than you found it. He took over a dumpster fiber receiver room, and you look at the four guys he brought in, um, and we didn't really see Braylon James on the field this year, but even in garbage time, he looked good. You know, that catch against Pitt on the slant, I thought was really nice. Uh, but Jordan Faison is electric. Uh, Jaden Gray, House Enrico Flores have very promising careers ahead of them after you know, how good they looked as freshmen. And then you look at the 2024 receiver class, pretty damn good with uh, five-star receiver Kane Williams and a couple of impressive four-star pass catchers in Logan Saldake uh, and Micah Gilbert. So, uh, tip of the cap to, to Chancey Stuckey for the time that he had as a recruiter. Now, if you want to talk about his coaching, communication, development, all that stuff, all that other people, um, you know, discuss that. But just from the recruiting side of things, I mean, it's hard to argue that Stuckey was anything less than impressive. Our conversation, of course, on 960 AM WSBT and on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. And for people listening or viewing this particular conversation, I probably should ask the question they're all thinking right now. You just laid out how successful Chansey was in recruiting and reestablishing some good-looking players in the wide receiver room. Does this news impact recruiting that has been taking place that you will see obviously come to tuition in, in December with National Signing Day? Do you think this affects anything that's going to happen next month? Okay, so as of now, the answer is no. I mean, I've already heard – from five-star Cam Williams, um, from uh, Glenn, Illinois, Glenn Ellen, Illinois, excuse me, Glenn Bard South, uh, he told me, and I'll have a story up at blueandgold.com uh, Tuesday early evening with a quote from him that he says he's locked in um, and, and the five-star is looking forward to his future with the Fighting Irish. Uh, Logan Saldate, who uh, was previously committed to Oregon State and then flips to Notre Dame, and he's seen his rankings rise four-star according to three websites. On three ranks, I'm at the number 288 overall player, number 47 receiver in the country. He tweeted out, hey, I'm locked in. And then we haven't heard anything yet specifically from Micah Gilbert, the four-star pass catcher, who's another big riser in the on three rankings, number 156 overall, number 28 receiver um, in America. Again, big riser in the uh, update from last Monday. Haven't heard anything from him, but behind the scenes, uh, I'm told that, Gilbert should be fine. So at least everything is okay right now. But, Darren, you just never know what it could look like moving forward. I, I think that's just like uh, in my job communicating to Notre Dame fans, I have to put the disclaimer out there. Like I don't want to tell you guys everything is, you know, roses and, and, and rainbows and everything's going to be fine with these receiver commits because you just don't know. 
Um, you know, if you would ask me yesterday, is, is Chance Stuckey leaving? Or, or I'm sorry, is Chance Stuckey going to get basically, for the lack of a better term, or maybe it is the correct term, fired? I would have said, heck no. Uh, but that's the situation we're in right now. So you just can never, in, in this business there, you can never say anything is a certainty. Um, so, again, a long way to say that guys seem fine right now. Kane Williams, Mike Gilbert, Logan Saldate with their Notre Dame commitments. But, I mean, this at least gives the opportunity for other schools to try to change uh, these young men's minds. Young men's minds. So uh, we'll, we'll see moving forward, Darren. But I, I do think the Irish will be a fine here. Mike, I'm wondering, I know a part a part of the recruiting process is the relationship a player builds with his position coach, in this case, wide receivers with Chancey Stuckey. Do you think one reason why Notre Dame might be okay in this spot with the guys that are about to sign in December is the fact that Marcus Freeman is more heavily involved in talking to these guys and being part of the recruiting process almost from day one compared to previous coaches? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not just Freeman. It's Jared Parker, Dre Brown, Chad Bowden. There's a lot of cooks in that kitchen so that if something like this does happen, they still have several coaches and staffers that they know very well. I remember um, there's uh, Kane Barong when he was committed to Notre Dame in the 2021 class of tight end. When Chip Long got canned, I remember hearing from people close to, to Barong that – he was the only guy they really knew on the staff. They didn't know anyone else. It's, it's just a totally different way that Notre Dame is recruiting. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it, Darren, is that there's a lot of relationships with Freeman and several of the other staffers. But also, the guys who commit to Notre Dame, oftentimes they're doing it because of wanting what Notre Dame is as the university, and that's not going to change whether Stucky's here or not. So, I think there's multiple kind of aspects there to break down. He is Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett from WSBT Radio. I remember last year you're covering recruiting in December, and also you cover the transfer portal, which I'm not sure how you did all that every day for 24 hours, but you did it. And here we are again. We've entered that transfer portal phase. I believe it opens up officially December 4th. We're seeing players now jumping into the portal, including Chris Tyree. Interestingly enough, an Irish wide receiver has jumped in. So as you look at this football team, and my gosh, Mike, as you laid out, a lot of things are still probably going to change with the roster over the next week or so even. As you start to lay out what you think the transfer portal needs are, for this football team, what stands out to you? Yeah. This is silly season, (laughs) so there's always the chance of things to occur that Notre Dame is not expecting. Guys to leave or or whatnot. Maybe even guys who want to stay that they thought would leave. That is very much on the table. Um, So I always like to kind of put out, you know, that piece of context. But obviously quarterback and uh, there's buzz that Riley Leonard, the Duke uh, signal caller who has not even entered the portal, that he could be the guy for Notre Dame. There are other SEC programs who um, would like to land Leonard, so we'll, we'll see on that. Uh, but at least as of right now, Leonard's a name to know. And uh, actually on blueandgold.com Monday, um, I, I wrote about a couple of other names um, in a message board post. I also put in that post that, hey, there's a uh, – I wrote that, hey, 
I think there's going to be a coaching staff change just because this is college football, but that I was hearing that a good bit of Notre Dame. So, like, the, the expectation, was, and some people I talked to is that the staff's going to stay together. Obviously, that changed um, in the matter of hours, uh, but I actually do think that the staff is going to stay mostly intact, which will, will be interesting, but obviously will remain to be seen. But um, going back to your question, Darren, quarterback, obviously, receiver – with parentheses S at the end, potential two. I think Notre Dame ends up with two receivers. And then if Joe Alt and Blake Fisher both leave, which I would guess is more likely to happen than not, I think Notre Dame goes and gets a transfer portal offensive tackle. It's a pretty loaded tackle, just overall offensive line group, but specifically the tackles with young guys and even, you know, Tosh Baker, who's been around seemingly forever, um, signing with Notre Dame in the 2020 class, you have a good mix of, you know, this young talent and, and an experienced guy with Baker. But I still think Notre Dame goes to the portal and gets a tackle if Fisher and Alt do leave. And then on the defensive line, I think Notre Dame's probably going to add someone there. They're just losing a lot of bodies, um, and they'll probably go get another player there. But I think in the defensive backfield, they're pretty set. I think they're in a good spot at the linebackers with the young guys they have, and assuming that all the um, – you know, the Kaiser, Boltran, Leah Faltrio that's been here forever. Uh, I, I would guess that they're probably on their way out. They've just again played so much football, and I would guess that they're going to go elsewhere. We'll, we'll see there. But, I mean, yeah, I think Notre Dame Notre Dame's probably good at tight end, good at running back, even with Estime out. Um, and I think that covers um, every position. So, um, again, quarterback, receiver, potentially two. Um, offensive tackle, and then, you know, various defensive line spot or maybe even spot staring. Let me ask a follow-up at wide receiver, if you don't mind. You said wide receiver, then you said in parentheses maybe, you know, you put an S in there as well. Are you looking for insurance pieces? Are you going to settle for that? Are you really wanting the impact guy? And if you don't get them, are you as interested in those insurance policies? A lot of people on the blue and gold message board have kind of been like talking about they really wanted a quarterback transfer for depth, really just to add a body to the room. I mean, sure, but you want to go get the best one. Like, I'm not going to get some D2 guy just for the sake of bringing in a D2 guy. Go get the best one you can um, to in- improve the room. So I'd say that with quarterback, and I'd say that receiver too. I mean, I think it's I think Notre Dame's in a best available mode. Um, you know, you don't need you know, a clone of Jordan Faison, for example, but if that's the best guy out there and he wants to come to Notre Dame, then, then go get him. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my stance on that. I would like to think that Notre Dame would probably agree with me, but who knows? Who knows? That's right. All right, so we're about a month away from National Signing Day. Still weird to talk about that in December, despite the fact yeah. we've been doing this for a few years now. Your best guess, are you expecting – Good or bad news on National Signing Day? Or is it going to be one of those, you're just going to kick your feet up, you know, have a nice coffee and just kind of cruise through the day? Well, it's never the latter. <laughs> um, as much as I wish it would be with those, like, you know, 20-hour work days. But as of now, the focus is really on the portal, Darren. The, with everything you're talking to me about in this interview, it's, well, but, silly season, you know, it's like, in the context, as things stand right now, it, it, it's going to be quiet or, or should be quiet. But, again, with coaching changes elsewhere, potential more coaching changes at Notre Dame, who knows 
that could open the door for more things to happen. But as things currently stand, I think things are uh, Notre Dame's commits are solid. Don't expect anyone to leave, and don't expect anyone coming in. Some of the flips that Notre Dame was working on late in the process, you know, here with, with tight end Carter Nelson, who's committed to Nebraska, defensive lineman Mbondi Ugboko, uh, who's uh, you know committed to Georgia. Um, those guys look to be sticking with their with their programs. Even you know Justin Scott, Ohio State, Caleb Beasley in Tennessee. Some guys we had talked about in the past. Those guys are looking like they're going to stick solid with their schools. So it might be a kind of a quiet finish down the stretch for at least high school recruiting, um, but remains to be seen if, if you know silly season impacts that. Focus more so on the transfer portal right now, according to sources. Okay. Mike, let's wrap things up with the holidays right around the corner. I think Irish fans for themselves or for a family member or a friend, a pretty good way to go for that maybe last-second gift is a subscription to blueandgold.com. Yeah, how about our special offer right now for your radio audience and uh, my YouTube audience is uh, $1 for your first two months of access at blueandgold.com using the code UND1, so the letter U, ND1. would love to have everyone over at blueandgold.com. I mean, this is always a great time um, to sign up with, you know, uh, the transfer portal and the coaching carousel and, um, you know, recruiting um, to kind of get up to speed on everything that's going on. I mean, our staff at Bloom and Gold writes so much content. I mean, all of the news, all of the reaction, the analysis, where things stand, um, I mean, I, I'm very proud of the, the staff that we have here at Blue and Gold to cover everything. So please do check out the website, blueandgold.com. Mike, thank you so much for the time and your great analysis, as always. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, all right. Thanks, Dan. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider. Check him out, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. One more segment to go before we wrap up Sports Beat tonight with Notre Dame basketball coming up at 6.30 here on WSBT South Bend. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 